Hey, Facebook. How y'all doing? Well, it's Friday, March 20th. I am sitting out at the lake. I don't think you can see my background, but the sky is amazing. Amazing, beautiful, uh, blue with some clouds. Maybe there's too much light. Oh, there we go. You guys can see that. It's a nice, nice day. Yeah, so I'm sitting here. I decided I had to get out of the house. I don't know about you guys, but hey there, Leslie. I don't know about you guys, but I have to make sure I get me some sunshine, right? I have to. Yesterday I went out and I walked about maybe eight miles. I just left the house with my AirPods and my phone and I listened to music and I walked. I just had to kind of get some understanding about what this means, the social distancing, coronavirus, what do I do? What's what's supposed to happen after this? So y'all know if you ever listen to me or read my stuff, I'm really very introspective and um, that's exactly how I've been spending my time trying to figure out what does this mean? So, you know, so I came out to sit at the lake. I got some crane and other wildlife out here, some other birds and stuff that are just kind of flitting around. I've got my Yeti, of course, thanks to Stephanie Specialties, Joy Exposed. So I've got that and um, I've got me some water, sparkling water, lemonade, pomegranate. So, you know, just trying to stay hydrated and figure out, shit, if I can't be with people, I got to make it fun to be with myself, right? <laughs> That's a hard thing to understand. I was writing in my blog this morning, and I was thinking about comments and posts people were making on Facebook talking about their children. And I was like, damn, people actually raising people they don't like and can't understand why people outside of the house don't like them either. That's the struggle right there. If you're in the house and you're raising people and you don't like them, that might be a moment of reflection, right? How do you look at yourself and what you're giving them? So that's a place for me. I always kind of I take my role as being a vessel, being a mom very seriously. So those are the tough conversations that I have. And I'm still relatively young. I'm um, 50, and I... Um, I know that the most important contribution I'm going to make to this earth are my children, <laughs> like, because they have to go beyond what I've done, right? So that's my most important contribution. So when I look at um, people talking about their kids and not wanting to have them at home, not wanting to teach them, not being able to, you know, that makes me kind of take a step back and think, well, what, is, what should it look like in the house and taking care of your kids? So that's always hard because you can't tell people what to do. But the truth of the matter is we all have to deal with those kids at some point, whether they're our employees or our employers or our caregivers or whatever, they don't go away. So we really have to put time into taking care of the children and the schools are closed, which as an educator, this is, I'm saying this out loud, this pandemic is right on time with revamping the education system. We've been doing education status quo, the same classroom learning, paper, pencil, we added some technology, we've been doing it the same for years, but we do know with somebody saying something or not, our children are able to process information way faster than what's delivered in the classroom. 
right? I I say that all the time. I can spend four weeks dissecting a cat and they can see that shit and understand it on YouTube in 20 minutes. <laughs> and I know that takes away the hands-on, but the idea of what it is. So it is time to revamp the education system. And this pandemic is providing a platform for what that looks like. It is time to revamp what the house looks like and our responsibility to our children. All of those things are important. So what I decided this morning is that this pandemic is requiring change from all of us. We'll never go back to the way that it was. It's gonna force us all to look at our relationships with our partners, our husbands, our wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, parents. It's gonna make us look at those relationships and do some different shit. Because if you're unhappy, you're unhappy, right? You don't wanna be stuck in a house with a motherfucker you don't like. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just, that's the truth. You know, if you're in a relationship and you don't like the person you're in a relationship with, imagine being stuck in a house with them for weeks. You already don't like them. You were already avoiding them by going out of the house. You were already avoiding them, avoiding them by getting involved in other relationships or spending time at work. So this is definitely time for change. And that's what this pandemic means to me. So coronavirus is here. We're all trying to figure it out. We have um this morning, I'm in Lakeland, Florida, which is central Florida between Tampa and um, Orlando. So I'm about midway between both of those. And yesterday, I said earlier, when I went walking, I stopped, I'm like, I'm literally walking. I stopped in the hospital to get water and to use the restroom so I could continue my walk. And before I could even enter the hospital, I had to take a survey. Have I traveled out of the country? Have I interacted with anybody that's been on a cruise? Have I, so there's a whole questionnaire about my access to people as I went into the hospital. Well, this morning it was announced that there is a confirmed case of coronavirus at that very hospital. And I was just there yesterday. So what does that mean for me? Does it mean that I've been exposed to it? I hardly, I doubt it. Like, I doubt it because they probably went in through emergency entrance or through a secure entrance. I went in through the main entrance. But it still lets you know that your path is, you can cross paths with somebody, anybody at any time. Also, the virus is now hanging out in the air for like three to four hours. So it's not even direct contact anymore. Now it's um, just hanging out in the air and you can walk into it, right? So you can literally walk into it. So let's see, Joey said, you know what I would like to see? Parents trading places with teachers in Paris to see what we go through. Maybe they will have a different view. Absolutely, Joy. I'm with you on that. He also says people got stuck in a rut with kids and relationships. Now they may want to have a talk. May, now they may want have to talk to them or even play with them. And you know what? I'm a parent. I'm a parent too. So I'm a parent, and I'm a teacher. So I understand both because I understand that parenting was my choice. As much as we don't like to acknowledge that's a choice, parenting was my choice. So I can't, I couldn't leave my kids to be raised by other people. I still had to maintain my parenting. And even when I was lost in a yucky ass marriage or my job sucked, even when I was lost, my kids were my easiest victims of my rage that I didn't want to talk to, leave me the hell alone. It's easy to mistreat the kids because they're vulnerable and they're helpless. So it's easy for them to be the victims of the evil that you're spewing. We don't like to acknowledge that. We still want to say, well, I, I was unhappy. 
or I, or they shouldn't have did this. We want to put it off, but we're still responsible for them. So Joy, you make some excellent points. I'm with you on that. And when you think about whether you have to deal with your kids or not, and you can't beat them, beat them into submission for what being kids, for being inquisitive, for being hungry, for being bored, for what are you beating, beating them for? You can't say I'm beating you because you're getting on my nerves, right? You can't really have those conversations, you know, so you just do it and expect them to become your slave or your subservient person or, you know, whatever. But, you know, that's really tough. And um, if you ever listen to my show, Joy Exposed, you know that I always talk about ownership of who you are. And you know that I'm teaching in an alternative school. So being in the alternative school lets you know that I already deal with kids who've been mistreated. My kids have been mistreated, ignored, bedpost to bedpost, homeless, that my kids have been all of that. So I literally have to deal with the fact that my children are at a disadvantage. And this week, fortunately, we've been on spring break. So this week was scheduled in our outing. Next week, Monday, I report for, um, on call and to do distance learning. So I'll do that next week. And I cannot wait to have access to my students because I need to know that they aren't being mistreated by their parents. And that's a sad moment to be in, but it's true. I need to know that they've eaten. I need to know that they've had a bath. I need to know that they feel good about themselves. These are all things I'm outside of the house inquiring about and You'll want, you won't believe what I'll deal with with the parents for even just trying to make sure that their kids are okay and that they're doing their schoolwork. I'll still get resistance to that. So, you know, it's tough. And if you have small kids and you're trying to figure out what to do with them, just take a step back and you know that God wouldn't have given you, or you wouldn't have been able to get the kids that you have if you didn't have the tools necessary to take care of them. You're not given what you can't do. And I had to teach myself that. I had to remind myself that the reason my children were of me, the reason these people came through me is because I have what they need to get to adulthood. I couldn't put them off on anybody else. So, you know, it's a, we're in a tough space. We're trying to figure it out. And, um, and we will. And yes, Joey, thank you so much. Parents do send their kids to school for babysitting. And that was, I chose to be a parent. That was a big deal for me. I remember getting off the birth control pills and telling my husband, my ex-husband, I'm ready to start a family. I'm ready to be a mom. That was a choice I made. So maybe me looking at childhood, having kids is different from other people, but it's me, I chose it. It didn't choose me, I chose it. And right now my kids are 25, 23 and 17. And I still know what I need to do for them is get them to a place of sustaining themselves and being adults. That's, it doesn't matter what my daily job is. I got to get them to that place. Then I can fall into what I'm supposed to do. I can't coddle them, cripple them, uh, make, hold them hostage to what they're supposed to do for me. I can't do any of that. So, you know, but you know, I was sitting outside by the lake and I was going to write and I thought I should go live. It's so pretty out here. <laughs> So what are y'all doing? Let's see, Bob was here. Hi, Bob. Tish and Roz. Hey, Roz, I haven't seen you in forever. So, you know, we got, you know, people just trying to figure it out. I don't know anybody directly. I don't know anybody that has been diagnosed with the coronavirus. Not, 
like within my what is it six six degrees of separation i don't know anyone and i'm sure if i inquired i'd probably find someone who had but this isn't crazy and maybe we should all kind of figure out what do we do different what do we do next what does it look like for us what does it look like for our tomorrow when have we been given an opportunity to have three four weeks of downtime of just introspective and self-reflection and trying to get on our path to being a purpose and if we'll ever have this again so what does it mean so if you know i think that i would suggest if you know that you're in a situation and you're unhappy you have to look at the reasons why you're there and you have to do something different nobody's going to make you happy another person and i'm a single woman so i'm a single woman and i know that nobody's going to make me happy anything that i want is on me taking care of myself is on me <laughs> i can sit up and men have asked me their men have said before you're so independent and i'm like well shit. today i'm in the middle of a pandemic by my motherfucking self you want me to be dependent on who like what does that mean right so you know we really have to take into consideration where we are and our responsibility to ourselves and our responsibility to our the earth like our contribution to the earth and it's you know our time here what does it look like and not depend on anybody else it's a you know a, it can be really tough and it's okay we'll be fine days pass we get anxious and jittery and cabin fever and need to get out get out go sit outside smoke a cigar have a cocktail play on facebook Shit. play some games who knows right write a book write a book you gotta say we all have a story to tell so we have to really make sure that we're using this time to come out better on the other side and not that we're sitting up trying to figure out i just this is just based on posts that i've read people are like trying to figure out how they're gonna get some money from here or how they gonna get some food stamps from over there or how they gonna do this this ain't a get over time. I think this a cleanse. <laughs> this is straight cleansing. Like, get your shit together. Come out better on the B side. Like, what you gonna do next? So we're shaking things up a bit. But it's all right. You know, we'll all be fine. The kids will be fine. And um, it don't make sense to necessarily worry. And I don't, first, let me go to this. I don't even understand this whole toilet paper thing. What's expected with the toilet paper? I feel like I missed the memo about toilet paper. What, does that, what are we supposed to do with it, right? Um, so I just, I kind of missed that memo about the toilet paper. I don't really know what's going to happen with that phenomenon. I mean, there's so many alternatives, paper towels, napkins, wet wipes. I mean, there's tons of options, but somebody mentioned toilet paper in the whole world. The United States went crazy trying to buy up all the toilet paper. I don't get it. So I don't know if any of you are old enough, but this kind of reminds me of 9-11 when people started freaking out about 9-11. Like, what do we need to do to get ready for the year to change from 1990, not 9-11, I'm sorry, 1999 to 2000. So what does it mean to change from 1999 to 2000? Like, we all, Y2K, we all went crazy over Y2K. And I think back on that and realize the amount of energy and effort we lost in preparing for something that happens naturally. So this is where we are. Um, 
this is it. So we don't, there's no reason to, Joey said living in fear made it this way. Yeah, there's no reason to live in fear. You, if you don't believe that, oh my gosh, I always say the greatest gift of living is dying, right? That's the greatest gift of living. That's how anybody will ever know that you live is because you died. That will be the end of it. You're dead and that's how people know that you live. Nobody's necessarily celebrating that you are here. But when you die, that's the celebration. You go into the national record and you're, you're sealed, right? So that's the greatest gift of living. So we have to um, not live in fear. We have to do the things that feel natural to us that we think about and uh, go from there. So, you know, hi there, Crimson Bamboo Princess. So we have to make sure that we do what we can do and we have to make sure that we give everything that we have. We're gonna, everybody, we have a very small number of people to die from this, like from the virus. There'll be a small number of people We've shut down schools, shut down international travel, stores are closing, restaurants are closing, clubs, anything where a lot of people can get together and it's closing just to kind of limit the spread of the virus. And in a couple of weeks, we'll see it start to see a decline in the numbers. I think, I honestly think people have been having it for months, probably since October, the people have been suffering from it you've all probably had some weird respiratory infection that you just thought was a cold but now we have a name for it and we're recognizing it and, you know we're chalking up new cases but it's it's fine if it's your time to go it's time to go that's, that's how the universe works nobody lives forever now if everybody lived forever and i was the one that died i'd be like this is fucked up why me but you know everybody lives everybody dies there's no there's nothing that says you live forever. You can't be afraid of our ultimate destination of death or moving into the next life. So anyway, I'm sitting out here at the lake. I'm gonna write a little bit and see my birds are flying by. It's a beautiful day. I have my social distancing going on. There's some people over at the next gazebo, but nobody's directly close enough to me. But I had to get out of the house. I was tired. Hey boo. Hey, boo. Hey there. Hey, Robert. So, yeah, I just have, you know, just had to get my time. Hmm. We just have to make sure that our happiness is the goal. I don't, it doesn't matter about other people. If you're not happy, if you don't have your air mask on, it don't matter about the people around you because you're going to be the one to go to a demise. So we got to take care of ourselves. Choice, acknowledge your choices. If you feel like I'm tell I'm telling you I'm a proponent for this. I talk about it every week. If you're in a relationship that sucks, and we all get in those relationships, however we present them to the public, how to people around you. If you're in something that sucks, if you're married and you can't stand your partner, and now you're locked in the house with him, <laughs> you're either gonna figure out how to tolerate them, or you're gonna figure out how to get the hell away from them. But whatever, something has to happen. And you can't be held hostage in your emotions when you have a bigger purpose to fill for the universe. Like you can't, nobody's going to give you a pass on that, on not doing what you're supposed to do. No one will give you a pass on that. One of my favorite analogies is talking about Noah building the ark. If Noah didn't build the ark, it didn't, 
the thing is, if he didn't build the ark, the animals are going to show up any fucking way, right? So the animals were going to come. He didn't build a, if he didn't build the ark, the animals still gonna show up. Noah had a job to do. We all do. We all have a purpose. We all got something to do. So we get caught up in these yucky negative situations and we stay in these yucky situations because we have been conditioned to do so. We feel like it's the right thing to do. We feel sorry for somebody. We're trying to change them. We're trying to fix them. Blah 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 blah. That doesn't matter because when we have our conversation with God about what we're supposed to give to the universe, about our our contributions to the earth, he doesn't want to hear anybody else's name when he's coming to talk to you. He's coming to talk to Joycelyn. It's about what Joycelyn's supposed to do. He doesn't want to hear about my boyfriend, my ex-husband, my friend who did this. and she. He don't want to hear none of that. That's my time. So this is this social distancing, this pull this pull back from everything from work from people that's our time to sit and see what are the changes in me that should go forward what do i have to do different to be better what do i have to do different to be a purpose how do i move forward without getting caught up again without being held hostage by the people around me and that's tough because we don't want to acknowledge that we don't want to think people got control over us they do they control us every day. They try until you can tell them no. Set up some boundaries. People will try to control you every day because they think they know. They know that. Um, they think they know what's better for you than you know for yourself. But trust and believe. God has given no one a blueprint on your life. <laughs> Sorry, we can barely understand the blueprint of our own life. Imagine him giving you the responsibility of another person. Shit, anybody got anybody do that? He's the only one that sees everything. And then we feel like we can tell people what to do. I'm like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm look, don't even try it. I'm all right. So, you know, it's it's a difficult moment, but we all have to grow up. We all got to get to a place of being a purpose, and we've been given this opportunity to do it. So social distancing or being in the house with your family, your wives, your husband, your kids, and trying to figure out how to talk to each other, trying to figure out how to cook, how to sleep, how to rest, how to exist in the presence of somebody that you dreaded seeing every day. That's a miserable fucking life. That's a miserable way to go. Or to be. You ain't even got to go. It's the miserable way to be. But that is the truth. What do you do about that? It's going to be a lot of relationships that end after this, I believe. It's going to be a lot of children that are mistreated more. It's going to be a lot of relationships that come to light. Women, men with multiple partners and relationships. It's going to be a lot of that to come out with this moment. We'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> we'll definitely talk about that a little bit later. So, but it's all right. Honesty, being open and honest about who you are is going to be your key to getting out of this and looking for something else. So, my name is Joycelyn Wells, and I'm Joy Exposed. I do a podcast every Wednesday at 9 p.m. I'll do one next week, too. I think I'm going to do a bedtime story from my book. I have to figure out when I'll do that because I had um an event scheduled for um, Atlanta on the 28th, but it was postponed because of the 
closures. So I have to redo that. But I may do a bedtime story. My writings are sexy, erotic, short stories. So I may share something from one of my books. So we'll see. But thank you guys so much for listening and being a part of this. I appreciate you so much. And it's a beautiful day outside, wherever you are. Just step outside and get you some sunlight. I got me something I went walking yesterday. I got me a nice little tan. Look at that. I was baking out there. Got me a nice little tan yesterday. A little some sun in my skin made by melanin pop. Um, so it was fun. But um, yeah. So maybe I'll log back in in a minute, in a bit, but I'm gonna go write a bit. So this is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed, and thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you. Bye.